0: welcome back to the joke show here on the dion family network episode 72 dad they took away our morning highlights
1: yeah we're uh chasing and trying to find the latest version of highlights now it looks like sports center will be our new version of highlights
0: it, it becomes a debate Sportsnet net Sportsnet or Sportsnet versus tsn it's always been the debate and for in terms of highlights i feel like Neither of them do a good job. I I want to show that just as highlights. I don't need to hear stories about the Blue Jays and the uh, the Leafs or the Raptor. I don't need to hear those stories. I just want to see highlights. So. I agree.
1: I agree. The, there is a niche for that. I thought back when it was the score, or you know, even before those days, mm-hmm. it was perfect. Right. That I think they got a little too big for their britches, and they now they started showing. You know games and stuff and then now they're bought out by Sportsnet, right so yeah. now it's it's almost non-existent but yeah i just want to show where i can 24 hours a day i can just put it on and want get caught up on the latest day of sports
0: yeah because usually and how the morning highlights would go is the first half an hour or the half an hours are pretty much the same all yes, you the need first to, half hour. Yep. All you need is to just watch that first half hour right, and get right. pretty much everything. The second half hour, they'll throw in some curveballs, but pretty much the same.
1: Right, and unless it's some NHL teams like ours, favorite teams, that are not a top priority, so they'll probably show it in the second half yeah. of the highlights.
0: And then in the second half, they'll show the Leafs highlights again, and then 10 minutes later, talk about the Leafs game, and then 5 minutes later, talk right. about talking about the Leafs game pretty much. Yes. So we are salty, but I just want yep. a highlight show. That's I don't disagree with you at all. I thought that I thought that was a good way to start this. Yes, uh, we're gonna talk about NHL, some good, the bad, the ugly. Um, I didn't tell you this, but uh, I put together an NBA su- Super League similar to oh boy European soccer. We got some MLB fan catch fails and successes, I should say. Okay, and we're gonna do. Uh, Our NFL draft quarterback rankings because we definitely... I'm interested to see what your opinions are on these quarterbacks. Gotcha. You are more of the college football guy. I'm more of Mm -hmm. the... I watch their highlights. Right. From the entire season. Uh, Let's start in the NHL where Vancouver... I guess you call it the good. They come back and they beat beat Toronto twice. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And I think if this was any time I would want to send the Leafs into a tailspin, it would be now. (laughs) But then... Nick Foligno comes into the lineup, and they beat Winnipeg.
1: You know, watching these Winnipeg-Toronto games, I've come to realize there's about a three-minute span in these games that one or the other team wins this game.
0: Yeah, it's right? very tight the entire game.
1: Except for about three minutes of it where one team scores three or four goals and or the other team comes back and scores one or two. It, it almost felt like a 1985 game watching this game. Right, yeah. it was like four or five goals scored in the first four minutes of this. I was thinking, this is a ten nine game coming.
0: Yeah, Winnipeg, Toronto. The first period ended three two. Yeah, and you kind of you left the period thinking, am I supposed to feel good about either of these teams? Right. That was Connor Hellebuck gets pulled, ten minutes, twelve minutes into the game. Yeah, and that's the Rais- Rais- reigning reigning Vesna Trophy winner. So, and Austin Matthews scores thirty fourth goal of the year this leaves team it, it's hard to at least right now get too upset okay because that vancouver they it, it's almost it's how the leafs lose it's spectacular it's not just you lose a game to carolina you lose a game to carolina because your zamboni driver stopped you right that's the type of you don't just lose a game seven you blow a 4-1 lead in the third period of a game seven or was four one yes. yep Still, it just that's the Leafs. They lose spectacularly. If they don't win the Stanley Cup this year, it is going to be some devastating fashion. It just you can't just lose if you're in Toronto. That's
1: actually they again in my lifetime, they've never made it to the Stanley Cup final, but that would make it interesting because you'd know they're gonna lose and it's (laughs) gonna be dramatic and it's gonna be real, real interesting the way they lose. That'd be heartbreaking.
0: I think I'm gonna say worst case scenario for the Leafs as much as it sounds weird. They go to the Stanley Cup Final, Game Seven, overtime, and Patrice Bergeron scores. Oh, that would I think that would hurt the hearts as much as everyone hates Brad Marchand. If it was Bergeron again, and to lose the Stanley Cup because this is really the only year it could happen. Yeah, I, that they could play Boston in the final. Which is, it's weird going back to the original six that that's just how it always was. Right. Uh, what did you think about Nick Foligno wearing his dad's hat from
1: 1993? Yeah, that's pretty cool, and and he's wearing his number, right. But again, like like I was telling you, Mike Foligno was not a Leaf. In my mind, he was a Buffalo Sabre, really. He played most of his career there. And Detroit. He, yeah, he did start his career in Detroit, actually. He was, yeah, had three good years there before. And he was a Sudbury Wolf even before that. But, uh, yeah, it's kinda, it's neat. It's, it makes me feel old.
0: And also, it it's a moment where if Leaf fans were already going to cheer for this guy because he was the deadline acquisition, he's playing on a line, and I didn't know him and... Awesome, Matthews have already played together in the uh, 2016 World Championships. They were line uh, mates for the United States.
1: Oh, he's American, eh? Yeah. I'll see? Because he was in Buffalo. <laughs> yep. That makes <laughs> that's, a
0: lot of sense. That's like uh, Parise, which we'll never call him Parise. No. Um, what I don't think that... Oh, besides in the Canadian division also. Carey Price comes back. We talked about that in the game against Ottawa. That was pretty disappointing. Now Price out at least one week because of concussion protocol. That's that's just that's a really tough blow for Montreal, who's already missing Brandon Gallagher.
1: It I think it just goes to show the GM for Montreal made a pretty pretty slick move in getting Allen, because boy oh boy has he ever played a lot of hockey this year. And again, he is, if you want to call him a one B or he is a, he has been a starter in the past. He's been pretty effective in Montreal. You cannot say any losses were due to Allen this year.
0: No, I think right? it's just this Montreal team which. It made me think, going back to last year, and I know I referenced the bubble a lot, even NHL, NBA, whatever, Montreal plays such a playoff style of hockey that once it's the playoffs, I don't think, even playing Carey Price, I don't think he'd want to play Montreal, and we're assuming Gallagher will be back come playoff time. Yeah,
1: they're saying he will be.
0: So, Montreal-Toronto first round, I I don't know how you, as a Leaf fan, as good as they've been, how you would feel confident.
1: I don't disagree with you. I would rather play anybody else in that division if I'm the Leafs. Yeah. They've been more successful against any other team.
0: Probably. If you're picking, so at that point you're picking between Winnipeg and Edmonton, right. you'd rather play Edmonton.
1: They've beaten them, what, 7 of 9 or whatever? like
0: Pretty pretty handily. Yeah. And Winnipeg, again, gets to the Carey Price effect, but it's Connor Hallibuck who... Again, just won the Vezina. I know the Leafs ran him out of the net, but right. come playoff time, I think, again, Winnipeg playoff style, Edmonton is just going to rely on Dreisaitl and McDavid to carry them.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I guess if you want to count Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry in there, although Tyson Berry is a disaster defensively. Yeah, they're. I don't
1: know. To me, they're both 1B defensemen. Again, not taking anything away from them, but they both are not number one defensemen.
0: No. That is, that is definitely, it's honestly, and I've come back to your point before about Morgan Riley, that he's not a number one defenseman. Right. And it kind of makes more and more sense that if he was your second pair guy, he would be the best second pair guy in the league. Absolutely. He's overqualified to be a second pair, but he's also
1: underqualified to be your number one.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the rest of our goaltending craziness, I wanted to bring up Spencer Knight, because I don't know why. I guess because he destroyed Canada and the World Juniors, I just I, I like watching him in that is. Do you think there's a chance he starts in the playoffs for Florida? No. It'll be Bobrovsky or Drieger?
1: Drieger. Drieger has been, again, I've watched them all year. This division, I've watched more games from your division than any other, because it's the most interesting and most exciting, Yeah. Um, Drigger, to me, is the number one goalie in Florida.
0: And uh, then does Bobrovsky, is he just going to be on the bench? Yep. Or, yep. I was going to say, yep. so not even Knight getting into the lineup. It's just because, well, Drigger is hurt right now. That's why Spencer Knight played. I just wanted to bring yep. up maybe... Nope, not in my mind. Not, not what I've seen
1: up to this point. And up to this point, Carolina and Florida have played seven games. And Carolina has won all of them.
0: That's why Tampa Bay-Florida would be the best playoff series it's to me. going to happen at this point if you look at the standings. Isn't, is, isn't Tampa Bay in third right now? Yeah. So, Carolina's going to win that division. So Tampa Bay-Florida. Or Florida-Tampa Bay, whichever way you want to say it. Yeah. That, yeah. That'll be you. them and whoever finishes fourth with. I didn't write it down. I 100% wrote off Dallas. And them and Jason Robertson specifically has really made me believe in the stars again Yep, but they can't beat detroit yeah which detroit was they were definitely a good bad and ugly within a couple days Jakob Verana or uh is Jakob or jacob i can't remember um just call him verana yeah because voracek always threw me off with that because he's like he, they call him jake right um so verana scores four goals four yeah in a 7-4 7-2 7-3 Still, that it's it's so fun to watch your team when you know they're not good. And Detroit's not in last anymore. Nope. And honestly, are moving up. I I don't care. They've had the worst lottery luck. If they move down, they'll be the eighth or ninth pick. I don't really care. This whole draft is magic beans. I, I agree. It doesn't matter where you're gonna finish. And it, clearly, the Red Wings, although not tanking, Dylan Larkin and Tyler Batuzzi have both been ruled out for. I hate when they do this because this is always yeah. like. The NBA does this the rest of the year. Right, it's a couple right. weeks, and the Red Wings aren't playing for anything. No, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's too bad. Like I forgot, I, I was watching their game last night, and I forgot those two guys weren't in the lineup. To <laughs> Pertuzzi, be honest with Pertuzzi you, Bertuzzi hasn't been in the lineup for a while. For, yeah, exactly, but but I'll tell you, like Detroit, it's too bad they didn't have a full season here because they might get squeezed in as the number eight seed if it was back to conference play. To be honest with you,
0: um. Robin Leonard, this is, this is back to goaltending nonsense. Robin Leonard was... I don't think he's ever been a quiet goalie, but nope. very critical of the NHL, yep. off the ice for vaccinations, and he is so elegant, but mad when he speaks. Yes. Yep. He, I could listen to him all day, because he just he's making so many good points, but you can yep. also see the hockey player in him when he just gets frustrated, and he gets flustered yes. and flubs some words. Right. But I...
1: English isn't his first language. Yeah, I right?
0: also he he didn't say anything wrong. He he criticized the league. I don't think there should be a problem with that. I don't have a problem
1: with that. But have you heard any other players back him up?
0: No, but no. I think that's just hockey players.
1: Uh no. Usually, you would think you'd hear someone back him up. Like the the NHL came right back right away with answers to his questions. So uh, uh, to me, I think I think he was. He was more, um, how do you say it? He he was thinking this is the way
0: things were going to go when things got vaccinated rather than facts. Than how it's actually going. Yeah. In his mind, maybe. And that could be just him hearing, reading, whatever was supposed to happen. Yeah. And this, is, this is the ultimate times are going to change. You have right. to kind of adjust to yeah. because although vaccine rollout in the U.S. is going really well, here it's pretty like i don't know any players like any 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 nhl personnel in canada no. that have been vaccinated no
1: cuz other than i can see maybe the leafs cuz they're in a hot spot but i haven't heard them getting vaccinated
0: and we would definitely hear those stories oh
1: absolutely I, and there's no way that they would get vaccinated first i'll tell you right now that's a political thing
0: yeah. there's no way I was going to say, I would love to hear Joe Bowen talk about their vaccinations. Yeah. It's Joe Bowen, right? Yeah. That's still there? Yeah. He's he another one that like I met Mickey him. Redman. You've met him? I
1: met Joe Bowen, yeah, when I took my broadcasting course back in 96, I guess it was. That's so cool. He came in to do a uh, guest appearance or whatever. Huh. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, just that, that voice of his, it's it's unmatched. As much it, as I love Rick Jenner, right, right. He, is, he probably has the most iconic I,
1: I, I just can't believe how old he is and how long he's been doing this. And he's a northern boy. He's and he, from Sudbury. And he
0: doesn't look like he's slowed down No, at all. not at all. No, no. Um, the other Coley freakout, Elvis Merzlinkas, who was talking about an embarrassing loss. And also, in the game against Tampa Bay, he did get a stick to the neck and then immediately got scored on. Right. And when he was asked about it, this is... and. To this point, never heard him talk, never heard anything from him. But he was mad, and he's like, "I don't want to talk about it." Right. And then proceeded to talk about it. Right. Which for a reporter, he just asked the question. He didn't follow up and say, but he did actually do one follow up where he said, "Okay, but like, did this bother you?" And then he just got more mad. Right. Which I I love goalies freaking out. It's kind of kind of their thing. They're all weird, but Columbus is on, I think, an eight game losing streak. And they're actually in last place in the Central Division. Yep. That team is a disaster. And honestly, a head coaching change, I don't think they're going to be too far from the playoffs next year. Really? I I think it's a culture. Mm. I mean...
1: I don't know. They traded a lot of their guys.
0: Yeah. that's Like, Savard, Savard and Felino, they got yeah. a pretty decent haul for them. But I guess maybe, who are they losing in the expansion? Like... Is Max Domi gonna be a Seattle Kraken? Probably. Maybe, maybe not close to the playoffs. It's either it's gonna be because you gotta gonna,
1: remember they'll be back in the East Division now, right?
0: Yeah, and that division probably is only gonna get better. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. But
1: like Florida and Carolina.
0: That's the other. Div- uh, Carolina's in the East, but yeah, Florida, with Columbus. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait. Yeah. Carolina's going to join back with <laughs> yeah. Washington, the yeah. Islanders, the yeah. Penguins, Exactly. Capitals,
1: Flyers, Boston. Oh no, sorry Boston's, not Boston than the other. But yeah, it's a tough division. And
0: yeah, maybe not. maybe yeah. them in New Jersey will be battling for the New basement. Jersey's bad. Patrick Liney is he's got to get traded.
1: Oh, is he a free agent at the end of this year
0: or next? Because he
1: only signed a two-year deal. Oh right? yeah, it might be this year. Yeah, he So is. he can go wherever he Definitely wants. Definitely not
0: staying. No, go join Carolina. Well, no. maybe,
1: maybe depending on who the new coach is going to be. Because you can, if you, I'll put some odds on that right now that totorella will not be the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets come October twelfth, twenty
0: twenty-one. I was, I was going to say, when does the season end? Because it's probably that day or the day after.
1: I don't know. Maybe is his contract done? I think so. They might be the old. We're both parting ways, right?
0: He, I, I think he's had a good enough career where he doesn't need to coach anymore.
1: I agree. I'd love to see him in broadcasting.
0: Yeah, he would be. He would be the best asset for. Honestly, I didn't think about it. If he went to ESPN, he would become. He could debate Stephen A. Smith exactly which that show we watched that the other day for probably like half hour 45 minutes yep that show is not the same when they're not all in the same room have
1: to be in the same it's not the same it's the the debates work
0: the debates are just one person talks yep wait and then the other person doesn't want to talk too soon because they're hearing it on a delay right there
1: might still be more talking going on and then there's the mediator the girl
0: oh and she barely says anything Yeah. And I I don't think she's the problem because they don't even show her on the screen until she has to talk. Exactly. But like Stephen A and Max, and and I like their show. It's not as good as when Skip Bayless was there because they were both like Skip made Stephen A look like the good guy. And now they're trying to make Max Kellerman be like the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't really, it it doesn't work. At least not right now. It does. Uh, Back. We'll go back to the NHL. Um, Oh, I forgot to write down Oh no, uh Pittsburgh Pittsburgh, New Jersey had oh. a ridiculous seven six game, which the Devils are bad. Scott Wedgewood let in a Vesa s esque goal. Right. But it was from Santa Rice instead of Vesa the entire rink. Egg. Yeah. That game was it Pittsburgh gave up five goals or were, I think outscored by five goals in the third period and still won the game.
1: Right. And that's probably the most goals the Devils have scored this year. Probably. And they still lose.
0: <laughs> ah. the, the Penguins just kind of seem like they're cruising to the playoffs. Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't have a good read on this team, and that scares me because they could be, boom, they just smoke everyone, or they fall in four straight like they did to Montreal last year. It's just I'm not sure. Malkin's been out. I, I don't have a good read on this Penguins team, to be honest with you.
0: It's it. We have a lot of relying on Crosby, Crosby and Latang be the catalyst of those teams yep. or of that team. Uh, in the CHL, we found out the OHL has officially canceled their season and the WHL canceled their playoffs.
1: It's so sad, but Quebec hasn't. They're gonna play, so <laughs> I, I guess I can see why. Because then they can say they're the champions of junior hockey, right? They're gonna yeah. play finish the season. It it's terrible. It it ah. I just feel for those kids, like they don't get to play hockey for it just, I would never in a million years think, you know, as a kid that I wouldn't get to play a season.
0: Yeah. Especially those you're talking 17 to 20 year olds. If you're a 20 year old, that's your last year. And really they haven't been able to play for an entire year going but, back to March of last yeah, year. Yeah, So
1: really two seasons they've missed. So I, I really hope a lot of these kids got a chance to go over and play in Europe. Cause for whatever reason, Europe can still play hockey. Um, but yeah, hopefully a lot of these kids got to go over there and play because, yeah, it's again, it's just sad. Really going into your next story,
0: yeah. <laughs> Which the double IHF Women's World Champ- World Championships was apparently not canceled, just right. postponed.
1: Yeah, they should have said that though. They they did say canceled originally, but it is so okay. We'll play in the summer. That's great. But yeah, that's again, women's hockey's which we like. We went, yeah. right, it was uh, two years ago now, we went and saw them at the ACC, Canada against USA. Great yeah. hockey, mm-hmm. right? And it was, I don't want to say it was full, but it was pretty close. It was a lot of... More than I would have expected. 12, 12 14,000 fans there to watch that game. Mm-hmm. And it was good hockey. Yeah. And the, we, it's the only time we'll ever get to sit in the gold seats, right, <laughs> to watch a hockey game yeah. for $40 or whatever. But yeah, like...
0: It's just, it's too bad. It's also too bad women's hockey, just as a league, they can't find one league. Like, you just, you're always going to have questions because it's not always the best on best. Like, Hillary Knight wasn't playing in the NWHL. You didn't get to see Natalie Spooner. Yeah. Like, some of those big names weren't in that league. Right. Which kind of, obviously doesn't break it down because they're still going to have talented girls, but... You still need marketable superstars.
1: Especially in a league that's just trying to start. Like, you need to have best on best. If you don't have that, no one's going to be interested. Like no. right? We're not going to watch that. Like, if you're going to tell me Hillary Knight's playing against Poulain, then I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Right? Because those are the top two girls in hockey. But if you're going to give me something else, I don't know any of the other girls. I don't have enough. Again, going back, I wish, hopefully... The women's hockey can get together with the WNBA and say, this is how we work together with the NBA. If they can do that with the NHL, and again, have those day games, have a four o'clock game, Toronto, whatever they're going to be called against whoever, and then the Leafs play at seven. Like you get, and you let the people come in to watch that game and whatever way they can get part of that revenue. Same thing, you know, the Bruins, they play at seven, you have a Boston women's team that can play at four o'clock. People are going to watch it. For sure. And right? especially
0: if if someone has a ticket to the Bruins game and you get them for the for the women's game earlier, then, well, obviously they might have to let them out and back in. But people would make a day out of that. I know yes. we would, well, we probably wouldn't get to go to the Leafs game, but we right. would go see a Toronto. I think they're in the uh, NWHL, they're the Toronto Six, which, right. cool name. I, I would love to see them play. Yeah. Don't disagree with you. They They, they got some work to do. Yeah. Hopefully they can figure it out. Uh Vegas and Colorado, hilariously enough, are one and two in their division. They're also the first two teams to clinch a playoff spot.
1: And Colorado did that while they were in COVID protocol. Good for them. (laughs) That's the
0: first ever team in
1: history to win while they were not playing.
0: Yeah, they did come back I think yesterday to play Saint Louis and it just it made me think if we don't get this as a second round series, because I know it can't be any later than that, it has to be a disappointment of a season, right? To not get Vegas, Colorado, yeah, because those, you could argue those are the two best teams in the league, at least two of the top five. Okay, well, who would you put above Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay? <laughs> above all, above, yeah, they're all that. Good.
1: Like they're beating each other. Like if you look at their standings, the, all they're doing is losing to each other. They're not losing to anybody else, right? Like, Detroit finally beat Tampa Bay for the first time since 2017. Yeah. Right? And that's this is a year where they're playing them eight times a year.
0: Yeah. They're, they're beating up on the rest of the division. It just makes me worry. And it's a good round. division. That, yeah. That's
1: all I'm saying is, like, again, I've watched a lot of the games. The Red Wings are not a bad team. They are probably the best out of any of the other teams from the other divisions that are ranked fifth or lower is what is the way I'll put it. And Dallas is there too. Nashville's come on strong. So is Chicago. All those teams. I, you can't tell me any of those teams I just mentioned are any better than Buffalo, the Flyers, New Jersey, Vancouver, Ottawa,
0: Anaheim, like San Jose. Yeah. Non-playoff teams. Yeah.
1: Any of those, right? Can you, any my, of those teams would beat those teams in a seven-game series. And I'm not saying – I actually, I'm saying easily.
0: My only argument, and I'm glad you didn't say them, would be the Rangers, just how they're playing okay, right sure, now. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Besides yeah, that, Ra- no. All yeah, those other teams you yeah, listed. like the
1: Rangers-Detroit, that would be a pretty good series. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I know we're, we're getting way off topic, but I'm just saying from all the hockey that I've watched, and I, I've watched a lot of hockey this year compared to other years – that's all I'm I'm telling you is that division you'll see is they are good and only one of them is going to make it to the final four right unfortunately yeah it's too bad the way it's worked out this year but that's the way it's going to be carolina has three good goalies
0: yeah good for right now you don't know how hot or cold they could be i don't know if i would start najelkovic but i don't know Absolutely. how much i can trust him in the
1: playoffs But not yet. I agree, but I I know you're going to go with the Washington. Wow, the guy needs experience. But how do you get experience, right? It's like getting your first job. (laughs) How do you get experience? I need experience, right? Well, go get experience somewhere else. No, you got to get it somewhere. So just play some games and see how it goes.
0: Washington, I definitely felt better watching uh, Sam Samsonov last night. That at least towards the end of the year it's going to be a competition for Washington and even Carolina of who's going to be in the net so it, yeah they got three goalies there who's you're going, going to, to start you're going to be competitive within your own locker room yeah uh if anything else for NHL I'm good uh the NBA unfortunately we do have to start with a sad story where Terrence Clark who is a uh, former now Kentucky player uh passed away in a car crash 19 years old mm-hmm. and this is where stories I didn't know much about him. I didn't right. see much of this Kentucky year. He was a Boston native. He dreamed of playing with the Celtics. He looked up to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It just... It was a real gut-wrencher for the NBA community because he was going to be a first-round pick, at least. Right. It is... It's It's difficult. And uh, we just... Uh, rest in peace rest in power terrence clark and uh even kentucky basketball like that that just must hurt so much for the entire basketball community for
1: sure for sure and and again when i think of kentucky in again on a somber note i always think of them as one and done players right like just stay in Kentucky for a year or two. Yeah. Same with Kansas. Yeah. Just they'd- stay there for a couple of years. Those seem to be the programs where nobody seems to stay. No, like it, more it, than any other program.
0: Yeah, they've built them that way. I feel like even I, I wouldn't even put North Carolina there because I feel no, like they have the, more players that stay. Yeah.
1: Like even Duke. Guys don't leave right away. Like, there's guys that stay there. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying everyone. No, like Zion and RJ Barrett left, but like Grayson Allen. Yeah, there's other guys, right, that stay there. I'm just, but yeah, Kansas and Kentucky are the two, like, I I just wouldn't like, if I was a fan, I would just, I despise it because it's a one-year wonder every year with those programs. Yeah. But I see what they're, how they sell it because, well, you're going to go to the NBA. If you come here, you're going to the NBA next year.
0: Yeah, we're building you yeah. up for that. Right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um Steph Curry, who coming going into Monday, it was it was the Steph Curry show. He had almost forty points a game in the last ten games or whatever. He scores forty nine against Philly right. and beats the 76ers and his younger brother Seth, which I really like that fun little rivalry. Was, was that the game where uh no, that's that's a different okay. um and then they play Washington and Amazing enough he cools off. I think he goes 2 for 14 from 3. He scores 14 points and Golden State still has a chance to win at the last second. Right. Which Andrew Wiggins and we tried oh, we tried boy, to defend oh, him. That was a bad That's, layup. Oh,
1: it's not a bad I just feel bad for the guy. He I just mean, can't hit a shot.
0: Like to me it's bad luck. Like I think he did
1: everything right in there and he still doesn't make the shot.
0: Yeah, it it was an it to me it reminded me of the this is a real throwback but uh, the Patrick Ewing against the Indiana Pacers. Right,
1: exactly. Yes, I know the play you're talking about. And it yeah. just it looks like it's going, going in. It in and the it...
0: back of the rim and just a bad bounce. Yeah, just doesn't go down. Which I, I feel like it's a good time to bring this one up. The Joel Embiid, they're playing the Phoenix Suns, uh, I think it was a couple days ago now, and uh, 0.8 seconds left on the clock. Right. Chris Paul's at the free throw line. They're down by two. Yeah. Hits the first free throw, yep. and you think, three, okay, it's over. It's Chris Paul. He's he's yeah. gonna make this. He's a wily veteran. Yeah, misses it, which a part of me thought he might have missed that on purpose. Yeah, maybe to not give them a chance. But also, right. if you just make the free throw, then you're up by four. Right, the your game's good. over. Yeah, and, and it catches it, and somehow in .8 seconds, turns around and throws a missile Patrick Mahomes like pass. Yeah, for sure. And it was so close to going it, in.
1: It, and that was the problem I had yesterday when we were watching that show with Stephen A. Like the worst that didn't go in. I like that conversation. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean. Like, like shots that almost went in. Yeah, is how they should have said it instead of like worst miss or like yeah, whatever the way it was worded. Right? Because the best almost makes
1: right. Because he was saying, "Do you ever?" I don't. I never remember any of those. Yeah, I do remember some of those. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like wide right
0: Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Super Bowl, no one remembers that. Of course, they do because they brought up Gordon Hayward against Duke. Yeah, yeah. Co- People Cody. remember those. Are People you remember me? Cody Parky because of that. Come
1: on, like those are all. That's part of sports. Yeah,
0: I think what you brought up to me, and I won't take credit for it, but you said if Kawhi had missed that shot against Philadelphia in Game Seven, that, that would have been, been one of the greatest, greatest misses.
1: misses of all time. Like, how many more times was it going to hit and not go in?
0: Yeah. Right? That felt like Eight? a. Even, for sure. Even like Vince Carter's miss against right. the 76ers. Yeah. yeah. There's so many good misses. Yeah. I just, I don't know why you wouldn't have fun with that. For sure. I think that's what it should have been. Yeah. I don't
1: know. That bothered me for some reason.
0: And Bede also said that there is no doubt that he is the MVP, which is the most Joel Embiid thing to say. I don't think that's we ever sure. yeah, yeah. doubt that from him. Yeah. I don't think he's the MVP. I think he's, to me, it's he's up there. It's com- I would say he's second. To me, he has missed too many games compared to right. Jokic, who hasn't right. missed a game. Right, and now has Jokic has to carry his team by himself at least, or not by himself. They have good players, but yeah, yeah. Embiid has Ben Simmons with him. Right, yeah. That's his. That's his running mate. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, which I love. Oh boy, I love it in the I middle of this. We're still talking about the Toronto Raptors. Four straight wins. <laughs> and um, they're, now they're right in the mix. Unfortunately, Chris Boucher does have a sprained MCL. Right. Well, I'm I'm surprised that all of it that's all it is. Because when he fell, it didn't really look like a knee. No, it looked like his ankle, right? Yeah. Yeah. But sprained MCL, no timeline yeah. for, for a return. The fun thing about this next Raptor stretch, and I'm pretty sure during it they do play Washington and Chicago, the right. two teams they're trying to chase for a playoff spot. Yeah. The rest of these Raptors games are pretty much must wins. Yeah, for sure. So for it, this is this is playoff basketball. Yep. Um the race in the east, Miami's the seventh seed which I really Trey Young got hurt for the next couple of weeks at least. Mm-hmm. And I I am not going to be shy about it that I'm a known Atlanta Hawk hater right. because of Trey Young. Yep. I think he's an amazing player. Yep. I just don't and like that don't p- like that brand brand of basketball. Right. My dream would be and obviously I think 4, 5 and 6 to me in Well, I want New York and Boston to play. I want the Knicks and Celtics to play the first round. Against
1: each other, okay.
0: I think Miami, the year they had, if they end up being the sixth seed, that's actually a huge success. Right. So then your playing would come down to Atlanta, Charlotte, Indiana, Washington, Chicago, Toronto. And And I'll just...
1: All those teams have had major injuries recently. Yeah. Right.
0: I think, for argument's sake, if I take out Toronto, I... I think Atlanta-Charlotte, sure, they can be playing teams. I'm okay with that. Washington, I think, is would be my next favorite team to see because if I get one game of just Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, right. who knows what could happen. I I mean, obviously, I want Toronto in there. Indiana-Chicago, I, I don't really... Honestly, I feel bad saying it. I don't really have too much... If Zach Levine comes back and he's healthy, then I, I would rather Chicago because Indiana lost Miles Turner, but... This is just, for being an exciting playoff race, they're all not really good teams.
1: I agreed. Like, the Bulls keep losing. Like, the, why are we talking about them in a play-in? They just made major moves at the deadline, and and they still might not even make the play-in?
0: Yeah, that's... That's terrible. Yeah. This, that,
1: there's something wrong there.
0: Yeah. the it, it keeps fans, like Raptor fans, entertained. They say we're not tanking, and... Or we, it's, they say they're not tanking, right? And they'll be a part of this race. And as long as the winning streak goes, that's. The, I think them and the Bulls are tied right now, so yeah, they still have a chance. I know. Uh, the Raptors on Saturday or tomorrow, they're gonna face the New York Knicks, in which we have a battle of the win streaks. And yep. if you gave someone a blank sheet and you said, "Hey, the Raptors and the Knicks are playing. One of them has a four-game win streak. The other has an eight-game winning streak," you go, "Wow." The Raptors have gotten really hot, but it's the New York Knicks. And I just I'm I'm happy to talk about them being good. I'm happy that they're good. They got Canadian and RJ Barrett. They're a fun young team and come playoff time, they're pretty solidly in the playoffs. Like we're we're not even talking about them as a play in, they're just who are they playing in the first round.
1: So you were what, four years old the last time the Knickerbockers were decent?
0: Um well they had they made the second round in the playoffs one year. Like oh, yeah? twenty uh twenty eleven or twenty twelve oh, okay. with Carmelo. Oh okay, good. Gotcha. And I think the that was like the Jeremy Lynn run. Mm-hmm. So seeing them once good, but is this he still is, playing basketball? Carmelo? Lynn? Uh yes, he was oh. on the uh, the Golden State Warriors oh, okay. G League team. Okay, got you. I don't wow. know if he has. He's honestly, he was on that Raptors championship yeah, team. He yeah. deserves an NBA spot, even just for being a veteran guy, right. That has a championship ring. Um, so I did put together the NBA Super League. We yep. saw this. This was this week. It feels yep, like a really yep. long week. Um, Monday was talking about, oh, the Super League. People, they want it to happen by, I'm going to say Wednesday. Pretty much every team was out of it. Right. On Tuesday. And talking it, soccer. Yes. The, all the English soccer teams Football. pulled out. Football, yeah. And then, so at this point, the only two teams that are left are Real Madrid and Barcelona.
1: There you go. Play each other.
0: Which, it is one of the best rivalries. But right. it is not worth it for an entire league. Right. They're, they're committed to it. So, I, I decided to put together an nba super league which i found interesting so i didn't do this based on how good the teams are okay. i just put together the top 14 yeah uh most valuable franchises of all time well just like right now oh like how okay. they're valued right now
1: oh like forbes okay. puts
0: together a list
1: okay uh, okay so you're just going by oh but just by money of what they're valued at them. yeah which would
0: probably be pretty accurate over the last 50 years yeah i would think Number one the New York Knicks I don't think that would surprise anyone in terms it, of value it, it
1: does it, do, it to be honest with you again I'm not a big NBA guy but for you to say that they're number one it real again it's New York though right but uh, yeah I I would have totally thought you would have if you were asking me to guess I would have said the Los Angeles Lakers
0: which isn't gonna surprise you because number two the Golden State Warriors Wow they also just built wow. a giant new yep, arena yep, yep. so that's, that's that makes sense. Number three is the Lakers. Again, probably people would argue. I would say they're the most successful franchise if you count their championships from Minneapolis, which you probably shouldn't. Even so, in the last forty years, they're if you're most... going to do
1: that, I would say Celtics, number one. Of what? Fra- uh, with the value oh. franchise championships and everything. Like everything. This is yeah, just this yeah. is just money. I know. I, I'm just saying everything. Yeah, I would put just... Boston, L.A. right up there. One, two.
0: Uh, number four. This one was what surprised me. You would think the Boston Celtics would be at four. Yep, they're number five. Wow. Number four, and this is a team who you can go back. The last time they were good, I would say 2014, 2015, something like that. Okay. The Chicago Bulls. Wow. My big question was that from that was, did everyone just watch the last dance and then think this was still it's the still Bulls? Pr- present
1: time, it's exactly still how how yeah. good they are. That's how good Michael Jordan is. He's still. <laughs> <laughs> he owns another team and he's still inflating the value of the Chicago Bulls. Yep.
0: Uh so Celtics five. Uh the Los Angeles Clippers are sixth, which they're I the would little brother.
1: I never thought that. They were again, in my lifetime, they were always like you were just gonna say, the little brother, little sister, but a bad Little brother, they were never good.
0: It wasn't until like the 2010s that they were good. Yep. Then they had to run for a few years where they could have been a finals team. Yeah, for sure,
1: for sure. But before that, they were always terrible. Like, very bad.
0: Uh, Number, I think, seven? Uh, The Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. New York. Yep. Uh, There's a theme. A lot of teams from the same states. (laughs) That this, makes sense. The next two are part of a run where I thought another team would be in there, and it's going to not be surprising after I say them. The Houston Rockets and Dallas Mavericks. Right. After that, the Toronto Raptors. Wow. And ahead of these, I did 14 because I thought it was interesting that after that was Philadelphia. I can
1: see that just because of their, their own by a major, by Comcast.
0: So, yeah, I, I, I was I thought they would have been higher. Miami Heat. Wow. This is, this to me was the ultimate shock. I didn't realize how big this was, and I think this is why they want to bring in another NBA franchise in this area. The Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> I would have thought they were at the bottom. I think that's why Seattle, yeah. everyone talks about Seattle because if well, they're Seattle supporting used to have one. and won a championship. Yeah. And I brought up 14 because I thought this team would be higher, especially just based on success, the San Antonio Spurs. That's
1: who I thought you were going to say at like six or seven, which would have surprised me, but not because of how su- successful they were.
0: And in terms of money, if you were breaking this down, so you're at fourteen. If you're taking out two teams to make the the twelve league, twelve team league that they started, right? I I think it's kind of bad because they're up high. I think you'd take out the Clippers. Yeah, the clip. To me, there was three teams: the Clippers, the Bulls, right, and the Trailblazers, right. Because other than that, you bring in San Antonio, because then you have the Texas, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, right? Rivalry. You even have like California. I guess that kind of makes sense why the Clippers are that high. Within, right. And funny enough, I didn't put it down, but 15 was Sacramento. Wow. Cal, just California. I yeah, guess. Again. Yep. Yeah. I I, just, I thought that was fun. I don't, and I don't think teams are that greedy where they would try to do this. Right. I've always, even I was talking to. One of my friends that knows a lot about soccer, we talk about it a lot, he even said, like we said, this is a cool idea if everyone just wasn't greedy about it. Right. And if it wasn't just about money. Right. Just about seeing the best teams. Yes, exactly. That's the hard thing about European soccer is you don't always get to see the best teams against the best teams. Right. Because they're all from different countries.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you get to watch a lot of boring,
0: blowout football. Football. Uh, Let's go to the MLB. Where the Houston Astros are on a major losing streak. They've lost, they are two and seven in their last nine. I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt after Oakland, who's on an 11 game winning streak. Yep. And it feels like Oakland is always money ball, but it, it just yep. feels like this is the 2.0 team that went on that crazy win streak before. Right. Uh, Houston, I, I love that we get to make fun of them. For sure. They, again, they don't have the garbage
1: can. No reason why they're not winning. It, it, very simple. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, Altuve doesn't have his little buzzer inside of his shirt. <laughs> so, of course, what's he hitting? I and, I'm going to guess he's hitting like 220 or something. Right? It's funny. The last two years, he's been hitting the same thing. But when he had his garbage can in his buzzer, he was a 340 hitter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the San Diego Padres and Los Angeles Dodgers are in the middle of what people are calling the great race. My favorite part of that, San Diego isn't even second in their division right now. I know. It's sad because they've. I don't
1: understand whoever makes up the schedule in the MLB. Why the heck would you get San Diego and the Dodgers playing each other so often, so early in the year, when these two teams are basically the best two teams in the National League? Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't disagree with that. Poor San Diego, you got to play. Let them play some other teams to get some wins together and get their guys on track. It's just it's too bad.
0: Yeah, San Francisco sits two games back, San Diego four games back, but this also isn't really the time to worry about the playoff race. We still have really, I would honestly 120 say...
1: 120 games to go.
0: Yeah, I was going to say a couple months before we worry about the playoff race even. Right,
1: and if I could just... If you take a quick peek at the National League um, standings, I think there are four teams that are over 500 right now. Ooh. It's just weird. Yeah, It's weird, right? you got the Dodgers who are like... Fifteen games ahead of every other team in the National League right now.
0: Yeah, even though in they lost of like heart, it felt like a heartbreaker to Seattle. Right. Just I think the AL is a lot better than I expected, and like I feel like at this point a lot better than the NL. I do not disagree with you. Uh, we had a few Cubs, or uh, not Cubs, but uh, fan catch fails. There was a Cubs fan who. I know we would call this a fail because he didn't get the ball. Right. But he slid on the tarp. That was right. like on the tarp in the outfield. Right. That's actually really smart. Yeah. Besides having to get back to your seat. Right. But I just, I thought that one was funny. The Cincinnati Reds fan was the absolute best. He goes to catch a home run ball. He drops his nachos. He loses a shoe. Right. He rips his pants. Yeah. And doesn't get the home run ball. Right. Which also made us laugh because Zach Hampel, who. I don't think many people would or should know this name. Actually, I shouldn't say should, but he has basically made a career out of catching home run balls. Right. And he caught a home run ball in the Yankees game this week. And it was his 73rd career home run ball, which, first of all, amazing. Right. But also, it was just hilarious that that's his stat.
1: Exactly. I can see that happening, like in a season like this year where you only have a, you know, Ten thousand fans. How are you doing that in full Yankee Stadium? Man. Yeah. Like, how many people are you fighting off to catch that ball? Who are you elbowing in the head to get those seventy-three balls? Yeah. It, well, that's, that's not not just aggressive. in Yankee Stadium. Oh, he gets okay. them like he travels. Oh, around. okay, gotcha. So he's like the M- Miami Marlin guy. He goes yeah. around. Gotcha. Okay. He's pretty. He's like. I the... thought he was a Yankee fan going because that's a lot in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Like you're gonna have a
0: lot of enemies. He's like the common the man, bleachers. common man, Marlon. Gotcha.
1: Man. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense, son.
0: And who, who doesn't love a fan like that? Where his whole thing and he like he has like a successful Twitter account and like social media accounts where all he does is and people will like be like, oh, my God, I know you and they'll go and take pictures with him. Right. Like he's become a celebrity. Right. And he's a fan, but he's, not even a fan of a team. Right. He's he just, just a is a fan, a baseball just, fan.
1: Right. He's just the number one catcher of home run balls. Uh, and uh, I'll just add something uh, when, while I think about, about it. Uh, the Cleveland Indians have lost their um, drummer guy. I don't know if you've ever listened to oh, a yeah. Cleveland fan. That was pretty annoying. He wasn't there yesterday. So I'm assuming he's not there because of COVID, but he was always just beating the drum right back in the outfield.
0: Yeah. It also made me think of when... I think it was Cleveland where they accidentally set off the fireworks. Yes. That was so that's yep. terrible, but yep. that that's your that's your job and you still mess still, up on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh Pete Alonso will start with one New York team and go to the other. The Mets got swept by the Cubs. I am a believer in the Mets. I still am. They're going to get Noah Syndergaard back. It is hard right now after getting swept by Chicago, who is not supposed to be a good team. Right. And Pete Alonzo said, quote, it feels like eating a shit sandwich, which we can't Ouch. curse on here. And right. that honestly, it kind of made me laugh. I know he was supposed to be negative and it wasn't supposed to be a good thing, but right. I just, I kind of found it funny. Yeah. And that's another moment of you just see a player that is genuinely how he feels. That's right. Yep. And he gave it very serious deadpan staring at the camera. He also said... Today that he wants to defend his home run Derby Crown, which shouldn't you be more worried about your team and not yeah. your home Hitting run? home
1: runs in your for your own team? how many home runs home runs does he have this year? Any?
0: Uh, I know he has one at least that's he hit, the, he hit one mm. against the Cubs in that series, but he's supposed to be he like his rookie year he beat Aaron judge's well, rookie that, home run that's record one, exactly
1: that's what makes me mad when I hear that name because <laughs> he's beat my butt buddy. Judge's record, but uh yeah, the Mets have too much talent. They're they're, they're gonna be there. That's gonna be an upsy turvy division, I'll tell you right now. You're gonna see the team in fifth being first, team in first go back down to fifth. That's I don't know. That that's a wide open division.
0: Yeah, like Philly had such a hot start and now yeah. Probably-
1: and, and, and yeah, hot start. They're nine and nine leading that division. Yeah. Again, that's if you look at that division, it's wide open. I Miami could win that division. I was
0: gonna say I don't think there's a bad team in that division. No, I would say it, it would just or be a opinion. good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really. They're all just kind of average teams. That's a really fun race. Obviously, come like July, the team, the good teams will separate themselves. I think good like the Mets right? and the they Braves. Can, they can,
1: buy, yeah, they can buy their way into the playoffs, and the Braves. I don't disagree with you.
0: Uh, let's go to our Yankees update, where this kind of really rocky patch it seems like we're heading towards some brighter days
1: yeah um you know like i never realized how good the new york yankees were and why people hate the new york yankees this the stats that were coming out at me the last couple days was I, i couldn't believe it like the record they have now they've only had four years in the past 85 years where they were this bad. Yeah. And not worse. They were like, they could, they, there was never a team that got off to like a 2 and 10 start. Now. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Like, that's how good this team is? Like, and I'm talking generations of team, right? Like, not just the last 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or 40 years or 50. Like, 1918. They were talking about like 1913. <laughs> they started four and 13 or something so that's the last time they were this bad like wow
0: yeah I think, wow yeah i think it was also one of one of the stats was it took it back to like 1991 where it's like oh this is their worst start since 1991 and i don't think many teams could have that kind of like resume where that's your that's your worst start since 1991 to 2021
1: right and again you're only going back that far but yeah it, to me, that that re- really baffled me, but I'll tell you what, last night's game showed me a couple things. One, there's a lot of bad teams out there. Cleveland's one of them. They really can't pitch. I, I really think this is going to get the Yankees out of their slump, and I think they started it last night because everybody was starting to hit. Yeah,
0: glaver Torres, I think, was the one that I think we especially have been waiting to see a breakout. Right. yeah. And... It really comes in a very stereotypical sports way where the night before he doesn't leg out a ground ball. Right. And Aaron Boone says he's going to talk to him yeah. and he breaks out the next night. Right. Does First of all, obviously he had a big night the next day. Does Glaber not running out a ball, does that bother you?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That reminds me of uh, Robbie Cano when he was with the Yankees yeah. saying, you gotta play. You gotta play as hard as you can because you never know what's gonna happen. The guy bobbles a ball and if you would've ran as hard as you could, you're safe. No. And that could turn around your whole season. It really can. It's something as simple as that and if you're just thinking the guy's gonna get, I don't know, to me that's a that's a poor attitude, but to me, yeah, Torres kind of reminds me of Robbie. Yeah, I could you know I could like see he's that. got that similar when he's hot. Oh my God, he's hot! But when he's cold, it's there's, really cold.
0: There's no middle ground. Like a DJ LeMayhew cold streak, is still right. it's still bearable. He's hitting 273 and he's bad. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? I'll take that every time,
1: right? <laughs> like, he's going to be over 300 because he's going to figure it out. I was going to say. Especially against some bad pitching.
0: 273 with a bad start to the season. Right. That's you, 310.
1: Exactly, right? Where Torres was hitting 186, right? Frazier hitting 157 or whatever he was hitting, right? So, But, again, these guys started getting hits last night. Mm-hmm. So, it's turning around.
0: Uh, Kyle Higashioka, I think, is another one of the bright spots.
1: And now here's a guy hitting. He's the only Yankee hitting over 300. How do you leave him out of the lineup? How do you do it? You can't. You got to leave. It. You know what? The last couple years, what did I always say to you? Whoever the Yankees put into the lineup, they would produce. Yeah. It's the opposite this year, right? No one. Okay, he's not producing. Let's take him out and see. Throw this guy in. Yeah, he's not doing anything either. But this is one guy that is do you you have to leave him in there yeah. to me three it, home runs and over three hundred. He's hitting over three hundred. Got to leave him in there. So it can't just be Garrett Cole. You got to leave him in there. And now Sanchez becomes your backup, and you force him now to, you have to when earn he gets your a spot. That's right. Get your chance. Come in there and try and do something.
0: I I also to me Higashioka is a good fit in the lineup. Not just because he's hitting well, but you put him in the bottom half of your lineup. And that becomes more of a balanced hitting lineup. If Gary Sanchez is your 7-hitter, your 8-hitter, right? he's a home run hitter. That's yeah. for the top and middle of your lineup. Right. If you're putting any combination of Higashioka with Urshela and guys like Tachman, Gardner, right. those are guys that are supposed to be at the bottom of your lineup because right. exactly. you don't trust them to produce as much.
1: That's right. Yeah, exactly. They're more your backup guys, right? And the other one you just kind of reminded me to Aaron Hicks. Really was seeing the ball much better in this one. So, what do we expect from him? He doesn't always have to be hit, getting hits and home runs, but walking. He walked a couple times. You you could tell he was starting to because he got a couple days off. So, it, same type of idea is you know what? Let's take you out of the lineup here and you know kind of refocus or whatever. So that's what he's there for. He's not there to hit 30 home runs. He's there to get on base and let the other guys behind you hit home runs. Again, that's the other problem. No one's hitting home runs.
0: And Hicks is – that's why I always thought, why is he at the top of the lineup? And then I would see his at-bats, and I just think he is such – even if he doesn't get on base, he always has good at-bats.
1: Exactly, exactly. And the Yankees were getting away from that where – and again, I I can tell you when I'm watching a game, if a pitcher is at 40 pitches after five innings, the Yankees aren't doing their job because their whole premise is working counts. working You throw me a strike – Okay, then you can beat me. But if you're not throwing strikes, I'm not swinging at it. And it's been that's the way they've been ever since I've watched them.
0: Yeah. Even, yeah, those like Derek Jeter teams, people just see the superstar talent in 2009. But a guy like, like Swisher, right? A guy, no, not as much. I was like Matsui, like those guys, Posada. Yeah. Just good at bats.
1: Exactly. Yep. Just making it work.
0: Uh, Domingo Armand gets called up for this game, and it just, this competition and the rotation alone is it's amazing. It,
1: it is. I just don't understand why Garcia's not getting a chance. Like, I know he's still on the taxi squad, but I, I was surprised they called him, Herman, back up to, play, to pitch in this one. I thought they would have given Garcia a chance to Espe- pitch,
0: especially Garcia, who is 22 now. He might he might still be yeah, twenty one. He, right. he was a twenty one year old that started a playoff game. Exactly. That's how much Aaron Boone trusted him. Exactly.
1: So I I was surprised, but I guess they wanted to give her man a, a chance and he pitched well. And that I guess that becomes again another great problem to have.
0: Yeah, this Yankees pitching staff is come I'll say July, because Severino's supposed to be back in June. Yep. Even and Britain. Yeah, like it's just they have it's it's bad to say and it probably sounds cocky, but there's too many arms, and you're gonna have guys like erman or, I guess Lawaska is more of just a bullpen guy now. Yeah,
1: for sure. But again, another solid guy. It just he could start.
0: There's no bad pitchers. No,
1: like that, that. and again, when it comes down to it, if you've got good pitching, you're gonna get around thing because your hitting's gonna come around. And I really think that's what's going to happen here because when they were showing the injury report, because I was thinking, well, there's no one out for the Yankees, but if you look at the injury report, um, you've got um, Voigt's out, right? Mm-hmm. Severino's out, Britain's out, and then you got—I and I totally forgot about this guy because he hasn't played all year. The old third baseman for the Blue Jays, or for the Blue Jays, for the Yankees, who was a rookie two years ago, oh, uh, and, and Duhar, yeah. And he, right. and he
0: fully lost his spot to Urshela, and it's not like he was playing bad. It was just Urshela was better. Exactly. So there's
1: those are four guys that would probably play on any other team, and they're not in the lineup. So, yeah, they do have injuries again this year. I never really – I was thinking, no, because I, I guess I'm thinking Judge and Stanton are healthy, right? So those are the guys that they are they're out. That's all. a miracle. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh Corey Kluber said he isn't worried, especially about this Yankees rotation, which is obviously the confidence you need, especially for Kluber, the veteran guy, he's the yeah. number two, number three pitcher, wherever right. you want to put him. Right. Garrett Cole isn't gonna be the one that's going to be the leader. He's a you know what I thought? I thought of Cole is the leader by example.
1: Absolutely he is.
0: But Kluber, although he hasn't had the greatest start to this year, no, but he's no. more of a veteran guy.
1: Absolutely, because he's the guy that pitches to spots, right? So once he starts getting comfortable, you have to remember he hasn't pitched in two years.
0: Corey Kluber? Yeah, he did Th-
1: pitch last year. He only pitched uh, one and one third innings the year before. So he'll come around. I'm, I'm not worried about him. yeah. To, to be honest with you, like that
0: trade, that trade for Cleveland looks a lot better. Yeah, he only pitched that. I forgot. Well, because I forgot he was on Texas, right? Until he came to the Yankees. Yeah. Um. So four and six in the last ten. I think for how much everyone was panicking, especially this AL East, where similar to the NL East, it, it's, it, it,
1: it's wide open, right? If the you're telling, I'll tell you right now. i I'll, I'll make this prediction, and you're probably gonna say, yeah, you're probably right, because it's not a big prediction. That American League East will be upside down by the end of the season.
0: Uh, So, what is it? So, Yankees are in last. Then the Blue Jays. Jays, uh, Orioles, Rays, I'm not sure. And then Boston. Right. Which we can see Boston coming down to earth now. Right.
1: Is that not. You're not too realistic. Far off. Yeah, like if you if if I told you that, oh
0: my god, can it be upside down.
1: Yes, it could be upside down.
0: Yeah, the only thing I I think I would argue, and I can't believe I have to say these words. I think Boston is at least going to be in the race.
1: Really, I I don't think they will. I I, I really think they're going to come down to they have. Who have they played? Yeah, right? I guess they're playing Seattle,
0: Baltimore, Baltimore. The the it is still a win streak, but yeah, the Jays they lost to the Jays. Yeah. I, I, the G's are better than them. Yeah. I, I think we're going to definitely see Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Those, to me, are the two teams that, if they fall to fourth and fifth in whichever position. To Tampa Bay, just losing Blake Snell is way bigger impact than I guess that even they have realized. Uh, I told. It-
1: I totally agree. If Tampa Bay could play the Yankees 162 games, <laughs> then they would make the playoffs. Unfortunately, they're going to play everyone else, and they can't
0: beat anybody else. Except And Kansas they City, can't. I thought, was not going to be good. I didn't think Kansas City was Yeah, Kansas team City,
1: and... keep an eye on them. Just reading the that baseball magazine, that will be my um, dark horse this year, will be the Royals. Damn. They might get in as a wild card team.
0: I, I like predictions like that. Uh, we'll go to the NFL, where... We talked about the number change rule, and it's now come with some improvement. Ezekiel Elliott and DeAndre Hopkins, who DeAndre Hopkins, I think, was the first player we found out is changing his number. He's going from number 10 to number 6, which he wore at Clemson. Although, this year, if you want to change your number, you have to pay for it. Good. for the. And where does the money go? That is a good question. Probably right in the NFL's pockets. Ah. Uh. That's terrible. I could I could it, do further research on that. And uh, maybe I'll come back Monday and I, maybe it's going to charity or I, and that would be awesome.
1: That that you know, COVID nineteen vaccines or something neat. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be cool.
0: But if they're just putting it in their pocket, that's not that's no, not good. Exactly. I, no I, need for that. I love the number change. Do yeah, you, I do. Do you know who doesn't love the number change?
1: I have no idea. No idea.
0: None other than Super Bowl MVP. I don't know if he's the MVP. Oh. Whatever 20-time champion at this point, Tom Brady.
1: Doesn't like the number change. Why is that?
0: First, he called it dumb. Okay. Uh, it was summarized as he would said that it would be a lot of bad football be- because of the number changes. So I people have it. argued that uh, defensive players wearing uh, the lower numbers yeah. would be distracting to offensive linemen. Like, did, did he not play college football where everyone, <laughs> like, hey, you're wearing my number? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It like, turns into the Spider Man like, meme where they're pointing at each other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then he went on to say, as uh, first he posted on his Instagram story saying dumb, just dumb, like reposting the story. Uh, and then he said, why not let the wear- linemen wear whatever number they want? Why have numbers? Just have colored jerseys. Why not wear the same number? First no, of all, right. that argument really didn't make sense. Right. But also just have colored jerseys. Well, you can have numbers, but who I, I just I wanted to go into of Brady's mind what an offensive lineman's gonna think. He's gonna be okay, right. ready, set hut. Okay, I'm backing up and backing up. Oh, there's number three. He must be my friend. All right, I'm gonna ignore him. You're right. gonna see a, a different <laughs> colored jersey. Right. And you're gonna see a guy running at your quarterback who right. who's gonna think, oh, he's number five. All right, I'm just gonna ignore him. That it's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Again, to me, I always thought the numbers was all... It was all for the referees. Yeah. Right? For everyone. So they knew, you know... Because that can get confusing, right? Oh, because I can see that happening, right? Yeah. Where a guy is five yards off the line of scrimmage as a non-offensive lineman, but they throw the flag. Oh, sh- Sorry. You're not a offensive lineman. You're okay to do that, you know, and they have to call that back. So, I can see. But, again, they do it in college football. They figure it out.
0: Yeah, to me. Just
1: a college football guys ref then. Yeah. They I, already know.
0: I don't get the argument of why why I have numbers. Well, you have numbers, again, for the refs. And – revenue because you can sell jerseys who how many arizona cardinals jerseys are we going to see that has number six and hopkins on the back it's going to be a ploy people are going to want to buy those jerseys right and then they're
1: going to want both jerseys yeah whenever he was this number and then he moved to this number. so i want both yeah it's like michael jordan
0: when he was 23 and 45 absolutely it's it's a money thing Why? yeah and it it's interesting because this year you have to buy your number next year you don't have to yeah. So maybe it is some, maybe they are giving the money to something, a bigger cause.
1: Again, why wouldn't they say that right away? Okay, we're allowing this number change. You know, here's the NFL's statement, and all the money is going to go to yeah, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. Blah. Oh, that's a great idea. And the, I think it would also make a player go, hey, everybody, I'm changing my number. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? And way to go, you know, sick kids or whatever. Yeah, Yeah.
0: great. Like Dalvin Cook said, he's not changing his number.
1: Or someone goes, I wasn't going to change my number, but you know what? If it's going to go to this charity, I am going to change my number. Good for you.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs and Baltimore Ravens pulled off a surprisingly blockbuster trade today. So Kansas City is trading... The 31st pick of this year's draft, a third and fourth rounder this year, and a 2022 fifth rounder. So that's, in total, four picks to the Baltimore Ravens for offensive lineman Orlando Brown, who last year was a right tackle, but he wanted to play left tackle. So now he'll be Patrick Mahomes' blindside protector. There you go. And the Chiefs surprisingly get Orlando Brown and a second-round pick this year. Wow. That was... I think that's an, a win for both teams. Baltimore gets so many picks, and Kansas right. City gets a left tackle and another pick. Yeah. I'm
1: surprised they would make that trade. If, again, if you're Baltimore. Because, like, isn't that your big rival?
0: Isn't that the team you're trying right? to isn't stop? That, yeah. Maybe. I Honestly, I feel like it's kind of good that maybe everyone's thinking Baltimore is a tier below now. That it's Kansas City, Buffalo, and then right. Baltimore somewhere in that next tier.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I'd be interesting to see what Buffalo does. Uh,
0: the Philadelphia Eagles did not name Jalen Hurts their starter. They wanted to be a quarterback competition. This I'm okay with that. I I I guess so, but to me, who is Jalen Hurts' competition?
1: Yeah, but he's a new coach coming in. I could see if he was the existing head coach, but if you're a new head coach, you're coming in. I'm the fresh blood here coming in, so let's go. Everyone's position's are
0: up for grabs yeah i i guess i didn't think of it that way i just thought of it as how good i won't say amazing Hertz wasn't amazing last year but he's better than carson wentz which i guess shouldn't be the comparison this is also nick sirianni who i loved the story that he was challenging nfl draft prospects to rock paper scissors to see how competitive they were
1: who was the uh the quarterback that they brought in for the eagles when they were in a tie game with oh, the uh,
0: Nate Sudfeld <laughs> does he
1: not have a chance?
0: Um, it might oh, be it might be a three goodness. horse competition right. between Hurts, Sudfeld, and Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco. Okay, there you go. Which I, and to me, I would say you have to bring another quarterback somewhere in this draft into the room. If you're going to make this competition, make it a even. I don't know if Sudfeld's still there. So <laughs> right. if it's Hurts versus Flacco, that to me just isn't smart. I don't want to see Joe Flacco start 17 games this year. He might. He. We watched him start. I don't know three or four with the yep, Jets. Yep. Now might think was bad enough. You might. I'm. I mean. I think. I've, I've said this a lot. That I'm a Jalen Hurts supporter. And I, I
1: don't disagree with you. We don't. We don't disagree very often. And I'm not disagree. I like him. I just is. Yeah. I, I, you. You gotta just leave. At least leave it open. Is all I'm saying.
0: I guess if you're gonna bring out his competitive nature, this is the best way possible. I just think. It can't just be Joe Flacco. I think someone else who could e- take, who not easily, but could take that spot, which could be coming in the draft. Which is a great transition into. You're welcome. Our NFL quarterback draft ranking. So we we've talked about it before that we see quarterbacks a little differently. So to me, there is the big five in terms of prospects, and so we decided, and I gave you some homework to go through and ra- rank. Yep. And you did five, right? Yes. I wanted to throw in just as uh, precursors some other guys that I like. Davis Mills from Stanford. He coming into college or back in like his senior year of high school, he was getting compared to Andrew Luck in how yep. he finished and his composure. Yep. He was just always he's an even keel guy which I like. Uh-huh. Not a great career at Stanford. Right. I kind of wish he was staying in college because I think in a That's couple years problem. couple years time he would be a top-notch NFL prospect. Yeah, he wasn't there long enough. Um, another guy who just numbers-wise, it may not back this up, but there was just something to me about Sam Ellinger with, from Texas that I, I just I like. He reminds me
1: of uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I could see he's that. He's that kind of guy.
0: Where he's not a superstar yep. running all over the field. Right. He can run if necessary. Absolutely, and he's got the energy. Yeah, he's, he's a lead energy guy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The other guy I wanted to bring up, because I don't think he's in the top five, at least not for me, but Kellen Mond, who has some tools to be a good quarterback, but to me, he is the ultimate project for his throwing mechanics, just to me, don't look right. I I, I wish I could
1: disagree with you, but I don't. I, I actually think he could be a good CFL quarterback, but I if he's not going to play in the CFL, he's a backup.
0: He, he is, and if he's... If, I think... A lot of these guys, a lot of quarterbacks obviously come down to fit. If you give Kellen Mond a team that has a starting quarterback, and honestly, I'm going to say if the Falcons pick him, I won't be disappointed because he can sit behind Matt Ryan for three years. Yeah,
1: yeah, and learn. Yeah, He could turn into a a solid quarterback. The only issue I have is um, most quarterbacks don't usually play in the senior bowl. Like, if you're playing in the Senior Bowl, which he did, yeah. it's because you're really trying to show your stuff because whatever people saw in the regular season wasn't enough and his agent probably said, you know what, you're going to have to give him give him another game to look at.
0: And if you want to prove yourself as instead of... And for Cullen Mond, it's, we're probably talking, is he a fifth-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a third-round pick, somewhere in that range?
1: Yeah, because, like, his team that he played for was Texas A&M was Mm -hmm. all defense. Yeah. Like that's why they were as good as they were a top five team all year.
0: All right. Top five. I think we should start at one because I think we can agree. Number one is Trey. No, I'm just kidding. Trevor Lawrence, (laughs) Trevor Lawrence, as much as people have had their doubts and he said that thing about not committing about football, he is, I, I think now, when we look at him, I don't think we should call him a generational talent per se. I,
1: I would say he reminds me of the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Josh Allen. Yep. He, he, that's who he's going to be like.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And right? I think Josh St. Allen was in, this was his third year. And this was his, right. like, each year he's gotten better and better. I could exactly. see that for Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Yep. I think if we expect him to walk in day one and be a superstar, it's mm-hmm. unrealistic.
1: Right. And the Bills quarterback wasn't either, right?
0: No, his first year. Like, his first it year. It was I'm, good. Okay. Yeah, right? but people had their doubts. Right, and of course. And he's just worked and gotten better. Obviously, yeah. his third year, he gets Stephon Diggs, which makes a big difference. Of course,
1: they got better. Right. You, you give him some talents to work with.
0: I also, I don't know why, I like to see that we've gotten to see Trevor Lawrence lose and how he responds. Because he right. wins, I think he won his first year. Yeah,
1: and lost his next two years. So which, he won his, his, his rookie year.
0: Yeah, and then his second year, second year he lost to Burrow in that LSU team, which right. they were Pretty kind tough of do. unstoppable. For sure, for sure. But then, and I think this is my transition into my number two, in the national championship game this year, he loses to Justin Fields. And yep. he is my number two quarterback. I know everyone can pick him apart. And yep. I actually don't agree that after his first read, he is a little scrambly mm-hmm. and he doesn't always make the right decisions. Yep. Again, I just think if you put him in the right system and you teach him how to not freak out, because he can make great plays. Yep. But he and he's got a big arm. Those yep. are his positives. And you saw it in the national championship game. He took a helmet to the ribs right. and kept playing. So you yep. see that kind of toughness. Yeah. I could see my doubts with him, though. I, I can see it. And All right. Who's your number two?
1: Wilson. So we disagree. Yeah, I big don't... time. Wilson, I think Wilson will, in the end, may be the best quarterback in this draft. I'm just going to tell you because I watched, I watched quite a few of his games, and it was impressive, the what he was doing,
0: especially for him taking a BYU team, which exactly is not a now, college it, football powerhouse.
1: Absolutely not. And the throws he was making were so accurate. Like I was just totally impressed with what he could throw and run. Um, I uh, he is close to being my number one quarterback. He's that good. He's gonna be that good.
0: Uh, it kind of it makes me glad we can disagree because you can look back at me in December and say, "Ha ha!" Exactly. Yeah, we can talk about it, right? Zach Wilson, he's my number four. Okay, my number three is Trey Lance. Yep, played at North Dakota State. like Never Carson seen him Wentz. Play. so I don't know. He, I think again calling him a project and then putting him as my number three probably doesn't make that much sense. Yep. I think, uh, I honestly, I would want San Francisco to pick fields. I think that makes sense because you can give him a year behind Jimmy Garoppolo or even he could take over if he's that good. Trey Lance is definitely a project. He is talented, both throwing the ball and running. It's just going to come down to, did he playing at North Dakota state? Did that, was that enough? Talent that, not even that he played around, but that he played against for him to be a successful NFL quarterback.
1: And I guess uh, I won't argue with this because sometimes those best professional quarterbacks don't come from the big five teams. Yeah. Right. Which
0: even Zach Wilson falls into that category too, playing at BYU. I
1: absolutely does. Yeah, I, I wasn't trying to to argue to my point, but I was just trying to argue to your point on this particular player because, yeah, he he could be the prototypical NFL quarterback.
0: Yeah, he's someone where if he's your day one starter, that's a concern. He's he's someone you have to give time to develop in an NFL system when. Right. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields came from Clemson and Ohio State. Yeah, turn they're, they're out NFL prospects, left, right, and center. Right,
1: but let's go back to, can you name the last three starting quarterbacks at Ohio State? And where are they now?
0: Okay, I can. So Justin okay. Fields is about to be, I am yeah. guess we're not counting him. No. Um, I'm trying to think if, now I'm trying to think if there's someone in between. I would say the next one would be Dwayne Haskins. Right. Who is. How's he doing? He was released from the Washington football team. Right. How he's, good was he
1: though? To, to me, he reminds me of a Justin Fields kind of player. Yeah. But oh,
0: go on. Okay, who else? Uh well now he's with Washington. Uh yep. now he's with uh Pittsburgh. Yep. Um again, I wanna I don't know if there's someone in between. I guess we don't count Burrow because he just he transferred. He was right. a backup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh JT Barrett. Right. Who as a college quarterback, he, he'll Superstar. he'll always have my anger because that 2016 game right. i'm not even gonna argue that he was he was short on the fourth down because <laughs> ohio state won the game anyways I, I won't argue that's why that was just devastating that he was he, an unbelievable college quarterback right think how's he doing now he's an nfl free agent yeah he's on the saints like he was their fourth quarterback and now he's nowhere and uh i think that actually makes it easier that the one before that would have been cardale jones who played right. i'm gonna say Four college games and right. then went to the NFL draft. Right. And the last time I saw him, he was in the...
1: Working at Burger King.
0: He was in the XFL. There you go. So, Ohio State does not have a great
1: track record. Right. So, again, I'm not taking anything away from Justin Fields. I just feel he is the same kind of player as those other guys were. That's all I'm saying.
0: Because it's also the talent he had around him.
1: Absolutely, which is the same. I think right? You be- have a number one running back and you've got some... I don't want to say great wide receivers, we'll just call them very, very good. Yeah. Compared to some of the other schools. Um and they usually always have great linemen. Yeah. So those guys are always
0: number one picks going
1: to the NFL.
0: Um, I guess that makes number five that we have the same number five quarterback, Mac Jones. Yep. He is he is the ultimate example. He played at Alabama, which yep. has never been a quarterback school before no. Tua. Right, who is the best AJ McCarron? Like that was in terms of quarterback prospects that they have. I guess he can. Do you count Jalen Hurts as an Alabama quarterback? Yes, because he was, and then he went to Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah.
1: He did most of his work in Alabama. Yeah, for sure.
0: And then now it's Mac Jones. Who you go back to? Well, even I think this is what would hurt Tua's case of being a good quarterback. Tua's last year, he had Jerry Judy, first round pick. Yeah, he had. Um, I think that was the only one from that year. Then he had Devontae Smith, who just won the Heisman. He right. Jalen Waddle, who right. didn't play all of last year. Right,
1: he's going to be a top five, six pick.
0: Yeah, it just there's talent all around. And yeah. I think Mac Jones, and I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot, but if you just you put him on a good team, if he goes to, and I know a lot of people say the Patriots, I don't think he would be that good on the Patriots because I just don't think they have enough weapons for him. Exactly, I couldn't think of a dream team to put mac jones on unless yeah. you're i'm trying to think of who's a really good team that has an aging quarterback or maybe a quarterback you want to replace in the next couple years i guess atlanta could fall in that conversation too
1: he is and you you nailed it aj mccarron he's aj mccarron 2021 yeah. that's who he is so he'll be a great backup somewhere yeah he, in the nfl he that's a, what
0: he's gonna do he won a national championship. Absolutely, and had
1: didn't make mistakes.
0: No, even I forgot even to you know? mention Najee Harris, who right. he's going to be a first round pick. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. At Alabama and Ohio State are such good college football programs, but they're just not the quarterback, though. No, not, not the it, quarterback. If you look back over the years, it's everywhere else. Yep. I, I like. Is there any other quarterbacks we didn't mention that you uh, still like? I thought you were going
1: to say number six,
0: who is going to be Trask. Oh. This is, um, please give me your Kyle Trask. Because I'm, I'm not a not a fan. Well, again, I'm a Gators fan, so I, I'm going to give him
1: a little bit of kudos. I just like the way that he can, it probably won't work in the NFL, but I really like the, the way that he soft touches throws. He was almost the best quarterback that I've seen in a real, real long time that could just throw it exactly to the right spot. Not necessarily the hardest, but right in the right spot for people to catch it
0: and he's more of a deep deep bomb kind of thrower absolutely short passes when honestly if you want a quarterback to develop you would rather have him have the deep ball and teach him how to
1: short throw short yeah right again he did have Pitts, who's gonna catch everything yeah right but and and again a lot of those gator receivers will get drafted high Mm -hmm. so they it's not like you know, he didn't have anyone around him.
0: Yeah, even Florida I feel like falls into Alabama, Ohio State where they're more of defensive teams.
1: Absolutely. That's kind of what they they work on first is defense. Um the only thing that I will say is Florida hasn't really had in a real, real long time since I wanna say like Emmett Smith had a top running
0: back. I thought you were gonna say quarterback, which is Tebow.
1: Absolutely, Tebow, yeah. But again, it just goes to show you, right, a quarterback can be the best quarterback ever in college, but it doesn't equate to the NFL.
0: Yeah, that's such a disappointment. I think everyone kind of knew what Tebow was, and I I was a part of the group that wanted him to be really good. I did too. I I, I liked Tebow. I I just
1: liked the way he played, and I don't know, he had a good energy. Yeah, He,
0: he was a positive influence in the locker room, and it's funny that... On that Florida team, if they don't make a thirty for thirty and call that team like an angel among demons, then they they're doing something wrong in ESPN because right. it's Tim Tebow surrounded by Cam Newton, who got kicked out of Florida because he stole laptops, right? Both the Pouncey brothers and kind of just Aaron Hernandez. I think also right. Riley Cooper was on that team, who he had some some run-ins at concerts where he was using inappropriate language, right? So, An Angel Among Demons, or what, I don't know, maybe not hmm. Demons, An Angel Among the Devils, something like that. All right. Or right. Um, we're writing 30 for 30s here. <laughs> All right, uh, before we go, you got one last? Uh, the only thing I was going to
1: mention to you, I was going to mention to you earlier, but I just thought oh, I'll save it for the podcast. Have you seen the 30 for 30 of um, Al Davis uh, fighting against the NFL.
0: No, because I remember, oh, I remember that when was that a, came out. Yeah,
1: I, I started to watch it, and I thought, ah, oh, maybe I'll watch it with Jock, because it was actually really... I thought it was really interesting. I didn't realize that, again, because I would have been a kid at the time when that stuff was going on, but like, the, he was suing the NFL because he wanted to move the team. Wow. It he, was crazy.
0: That's a, that's a real... I would love we're, – um, we're definitely going to watch that because who who do you cheer for in that situation? Yeah,
1: well, that's the thing. It, yeah, it's billionaires fighting against billionaires, right? That, that's really what it comes down to. But,
0: yeah, just want to see if he'd seen that. So, he, Al Davis would have been moving the team from Oakland or to Oakland? Because they were the from, Los Angeles Raiders.
1: Uh, no, he wanted to move them from Oakland to Los Angeles
0: were not they the Los Angeles Raiders? Not before? originally. Oh
1: no, they were. They went from Oakland to Los Angeles, back to Oakland to Las Vegas.
0: Wow, that is such a fa- fascinating franchise. Yeah, for
1: for a franchise which you know has diehard fans. Yeah. Right, like it, that'll be nice to see in Las Vegas, watching the Darth Vaders and the <laughs> right the <all laughs> the, the Raiders Star. and the bar, the all the pirates that are in the stands again. Because yeah,
0: that was definitely missed this year hey even the Rams the Rams Charger Stadium like that's uh that was beautiful but I love yeah. that I love that they call the Raiders the the death star it's the perfect comparison for sure they For are, sure it is they are the Empire all right well that about wraps it up for this one we'll be back Monday um I guess we'll have to do NFL mock draft because we won't be back until after the first round
1: right and then uh, maybe we can talk about uh the under 18s for hockey and which it, starts it, on the 27th in Dallas, I think it is. And it was somewhere in, in Texas. Texas, and yeah, they're going to play. I'll be watching that because who knows how much or how little international hockey we're, we're going to get here in the next couple months.
0: What's Hockey Canada named Roberto Luongo their GM? So, so I- I'm
1: assuming they're going to play, but you never know, right? Like, again, they swept the rug underneath the women's game. I'm assuming they're not going to do that for the men's, but you never know.
0: No, maybe maybe just because it's Europe, it'll be be different.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: Uh, So yeah, that about wraps it up for this one, and we'll see you next time.